0: We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality lab tested hemp based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan, Pancakes the dog over the (laughs) last few months. How's she doing?
1: Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs, Um, and I give her a half a treat in the morning. Half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, she's a she's a you know my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient. I like to say she's a lovable mental patient. So she's always she's always uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something. But these these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, she does obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of uh, discomfort uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a, a, you know, she has a high quality of life because of uh, we take good care of her over here. And these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love Guy provides over here in the Kaplan household.
0: And all these products, Cap, are THC-free. They do not have THC. Which makes them safe for your pets. And I know pancakes is always scared of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides?
1: Yeah. When I used to be I used to dread fireworks, I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these look at that. Uh, I love. They you have can these enjoy
0: drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides. Everybody, check out Gaia provides and use our promo code Lost L O S T for a great deal. That is com.
1: And and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you you know if you want to. You can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious, so. Guy provides. The legends are true! Overwhelming power the sauce of destiny! Yes!
0: You're listening to the World's Smartest Podcast Network. When
2: I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento.
0: Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 233. My name's Turner Sparks.
1: And I am Mike Kaplan.
0: You can find me at turnersparks.com. Buy my album, Turner Sparks, live from the Friars Club. I will be on the radio. I just got asked on this uh, Friday morning on Ooh, Sirius God. XM Radio. Listen to Larry the Cable Guy's morning show. I'm going to be on there shooting the breeze with Larry. And you can check out Kaplan at Cap in America across all social media platforms. Kaplan, we got to get uh, you on the radio. I so. want to be on
1: Howard Stern. I thought you said Sirius. Get Get me on Stern, someone. Book me
0: i'm on the big one you can get stern i'm getting larry i'm on the big show i love larry
1: Larry can book me too i'm
0: in on the show today we're talking about south africa kaplan we have uh south africas this comedian i've been hearing about for at least a decade from my buddy ruben paul david cow is coming on in just a minute to explain he he wrote he has this great show called blacks only that he's toured around the country um just check him out online he has Millions of things out there. And, and he's hilarious. And he's also, we know we we haven't learned much about South Africa since Nelson Mandela. So we're gonna get into that in a minute. He's gonna fill us in on the last 25 years in about 45 minutes. So that's gonna be fun. But before that, Kaplan, uh Patreon, if people want to support this show, people are into this show, the best way to do it is go to patreon.com/slash lost in America. And for $5 a month, Kaplan and I give you three extra shows a week we only did one last week because
1: it was because of the vets it was because we have out of respect for memorial day we, we were
0: honoring yeah our country please if you don't like that take it up with soldiers don't take yeah, it up with
1: us exactly but
0: normally we do three extra shows a week what is that 12 shows a month that you it's get a lot
1: of shows a lot of content they're all at least a half hour long sometimes we go long we like to talk so you're getting a, and many hours of content a month. And
0: up. you're all back to work now. So on your commute, listen to us, there's
1: no excuse anymore. Yeah. And, and speaking of work, if you don't want to work, we give out. We don't just talk about our lives. You told me you were going through the, the old notes. In one of the very first episodes, we gave out some stock tips, right? And, Kaplan, uh, you I, gave out stock I gave tips. It, I a, told over, every,
0: uh, what was this, a year? I mean, when COVID March, hit, March 2020, 2020. The
1: early days, I told everyone to buy GameStop stock, which was at $3.50 a share at the time. And I told I want to buy weed stocks, and we marijuana, marijuana grow generate. We crunched the numbers. We said if you would have put ten, I, we just if you put ten thousand dollars into GameStop when I told you to, when I gave you the buy order, you would have six hundred and fifty thousand dollars right now.
0: Look at that, you idiots. Yeah, you for idiots. $5 a
1: month, you could
0: have now $650,000. But that's what you get for not signing. All these other people who signed up back then, they're all retired, they told me. They're and you are
1: in. idiots because if you would have put more money into our Patreon page, we could have taken the money and bought GameStop stock, and then we could have retired. We would have but-
0: redistributed <laughs>
1: the wealth. Yeah, and also, yeah, every, all the, those grow the weed stocks as well marijuana, they've also done. You've done a lot of money. You would have made... 10, 10 times, times your money so in that. Yeah. So, so if you would have put a million dollars, you would have made $10 million. <laughs> you would have put a million. And if you have a million dollars, you should be a
0: Patreon subscriber. Don't Patreon. be Patreon.com yeah. slash Lost in America. Shout out to all of our subscribers. The big ones. The D.O. as he likes to be called. He doesn't want us mentioning his name anymore. Our $20 subscriber. <laughs> he's about- disassociated himself with us, even though he gives us a lot of money. Drew Fralick. I'm going to be out the there in Detroit. Go to my website, turnersparks.com. I'll be in Detroit doing this will be the first time doing my new hour. I will be there on July 9th doing a show with Drew Freilich in Detroit, Michigan. So if you're out there, God help you. But if you are out there, come (laughs) to the show. I don't know why you're out there. Now should we move on to today's episode, Kaplan? All right. Let's talk South Africa. Well, well, the reason why this story came up is because I we were looking through the papers and we saw that the uh, former president of South Africa, not Nelson Mandela, they had a, they had, they had a different
1: had, former president. He was a president for about almost 10 years, I think. Too. They've had people since <laughs> him.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> a- this guy's Jacob Zuma was a president from 2008 to 2019. And then what I read is that he is going on trial. He just pleaded not guilty to
1: corruption charges. Graft, and- which is our favorite word on this pod, right?
0: Graft. Yeah. yeah all kinds of from this I mean, spot. it was money laundering, racketeering. Uh, racketeering is one they usually just say for Tony Soprano. So, yeah. bribery, fraud, it's all kinds of stuff. And, but then the more we looked into it, the more we both realized that in America, they taught us about apartheid and then they mm-hmm. taught us that apartheid ended. And then they <laughs> taught us Nelson Mandela became president. And then in somewhere there was like a I don't know, a rugby game or something that Matt Damon was in. Yeah, there was that. I mean, And then you, that was the end of it. They just said, "Hey, everything's good now."
1: "Well, that's you. I mean, I learned I'm a blowhard, right? So I yeah. I had a South African friend when I was growing up and this is what you learn. He he would always give me biltong to eat. So I had that was my number one blowhard move was to talk beef jerky. It's basically yeah. South African jerky. So I would say that to everyone and that worked because I actually had a South African girlfriend in college. So then I had to keep up on things a little bit more because I you know, had a girlfriend. I had. You
0: don't a, want to sound like an idiot.
1: it didn't have to sound like an idiot. So I had to pretend I knew about the Boers, the whole war. I had to learn about. But you know what happened is that uh, we broke up. And then I stopped <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> so, so you stopped. She's yeah. telling me all the time, you got to come to South Africa. It's so beautiful. We have this amazing safari. Everything's amazing. It's amazing food. Everything was better there. And so I said, okay. But then we broke up. So we never went. So I don't yeah. know. So I know, I know a few years past you. And then I'm done too. So well, I, I, what
0: I want to find, it seems like, um, yeah, we didn't learn much past apartheid ending. All we learned right. that everything was just good. But then we read this article and it says, maybe it's been a little rocky. What I'm interested in <laughs> is how, the, how you come out of uh, something like apartheid and uh, successfully, which seems very difficult to do. David right. cow. Uh, can I, can we get to our David, fantastic comedian? Everybody look him up. Uh, welcome to the show. And I don't even know what question we necessarily start with here, except for how you doing, man. <laughs> Maybe
2: how to spell my my say name. It's it's K A U, right? Because a lot of people think or pronounce it cow. Well, white people pronounce it cow. Am I saying it, it, it incorrectly? K- Typical white oh, person. No, it, no, no. For, <laughs> for for a white guy, you said it correctly. Oh no. <laughs> but I
1: mean,
2: but it's we're off to a rough uh, start. so if if you were from here or or, or non white, you would say cow, David Kau, Kau, Which is K K A U. Yeah. Okay. But obviously, you know, everybody pronounces it cow. Um, that's that's the money, that's where the money is. It's in the cow. <laughs> the money is in the cow. <laughs> so cow? <laughs> so yeah, which which then obviously, if you were to Google me, then you have to go David K A U, right? Okay. And and then if if you look at my Twitter handle, it's David Kao1 because David Kao was taken by a Japanese illustrator whose name is wow. David Kao.
0: A Japanese, so that's a Japanese last name as well? How do the uh, Japanese pronounce
2: it? You yeah. know, <laughs> apartheid <laughs> and slavery things go way back, and, and they were like a franchise all over the world. So were the Jap- were the, wait, were the Japanese <laughs> in South Africa? No, that's oh, okay. No, the we didn't, yeah. South Africa travels and apartheid, and it's almost like everyone had shares in apartheid, you know? Yes. You go to the British, they did some shit. You come The, Dutch. the Africaners, they had a hand in it. You know, you got a, um, American companies that never left when really? others left and and some just stayed and creamed the money, you know. And uh some left because they were protesting apartheid. Uh so Coca-Cola and Pepsi for instance. Um Pepsi left South Africa, Coca-Cola stayed, right? Interesting. Uh, and a, and a couple of uh, other Interesting facts and companies. So, and then some of the former uh, liberation party members, your Jacob Zuma's were trained in Angola. Tabombeki was trained and studied in Russia and and the UK. Um, So, so everyone sort of played a role. You know, South Africa is very close to Cuba. Um, and, and a couple of other African countries where you need a passage when you escape in South Africa. So you'll have to either go into Botswana, Swaziland, Lesotho, Zimbabwe to kind of eventually get to your Angola or then take a plane to like Russia or wherever else other people got their military training, right?
0: So you're saying that while the world in the 70s, 80s, was blaming say oh South Africa has this big problem we have nothing to do with it actually everyone was involved is that what you're saying
2: so, so some people were helping the currently now the the ANC government your Nelson Mandela's your Jacob Sumas, your 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 current liberation parties some of the parties if they caught you they would hand you over to the then uh, 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 apartheid government so some of the other countries were kind of working against them.
0: Wait, So, if they caught you in, um, uh, what, what either,
2: I- trespass, either crossing through wow. their countries or borders, um, you know, uh, there were particular countries where you could come because you were trying to fight apartheid
1: in South yeah. Africa,
2: or you could run away too, um, when you were almost caught or getting caught or you know, about to be snitched on in South Africa. So, so, there were, yeah, it's an interesting history. Which yeah. can't all be told in, let's say, just Nelson Mandela movie or in one or two documentaries, you know. You guys saw the rugby movie, uh, where, which was about South Africa winning the World Cup. That was 1995 World Cup, right? So that paints like another moment in history. Um, and Nelson Mandela had just become the president in 1994. And the World Cup we first won in 1995. Um, and then, you know, you guys started talking about Jacob Zuma. So Mandela went one term, Mbeki went almost two terms. I don't know if you guys picked this up in your research. So Mbeki fired Jacob Zuma, who was his deputy president. And right. then For- nine years later, Jacob Zuma became the president of the party and fired Mbeki as the president of the country. Wow.
1: He fired him for corruption, right? Or because of his, somebody involved in No, him, or, no, or he no, claims?
2: no, no, no. So, so oh yeah, Thabo then fired Jacob Zuma for these corruption charges. In
0: 1999, That's maybe, somewhere in, around
2: in, there. Uh, I'll right. tell you when. Uh, in 19, maybe 1999, I think, yeah. That's Either
1: early, 1999
2: early, or... Early 2000s? Or? No, 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 2000 and something. Yeah. Early okay. 2000, Yeah. So, so then you know, Jacob Zuma went out of government, blah blah blah. But he was still the deputy president of the party, and Thabo Mbeki was the president.
0: And we should say that uh, the ANC is the is the party that kind of took over. It's it was Nelson Mandela's, Mandela's party. party. It took over when apartheid ended. The, and the it, ANC
2: has been in, the in only power party in since, town right? since yeah. nineteen ninety four.
0: Yeah. So for twenty five years or twenty whatever twenty seven.
2: Twenty-seven years, yeah. they've been the one yeah. ruling party. Yeah. So if you're the
0: if you're the head of that party,
2: you're are you as
0: powerful as the president of the country, or even more? You
2: automatically become the president of the country. Wow. Uh, so it's, an, it's like a parliament. So, so or- every ten years or eight years they have their elections. So now the 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 fuck up with it, right? The mess up with it is that the party elections are always a year or two before the country national elections. So Nelson Mandela so far is the only president that's ever finished his, two, his term. He wanted to go one term, he finished it. Tabo Mbeki mm-hmm. came in a year before he could finish his two terms. Jacob Zuma became the president of the party, fired Tabo Mbeki as the president of the country. <laughs> right Then there was an acting president, Khalema Mutlante, for about six months or so. Then Jacob Zuma became the president of the country after the country elections, right? Then in 2009, Cyril Ramaphosa became the president of the ANC. Of the party. Just before Jacob Zuma could finish his second term, Cyril Ramaphosa then fired Jacob Zuma. (laughs) Wow. They tell you to resign, right? They tell you to resign. And you have no choice. And and you kind of have to resign. So unfortunately, Nelson Mandela so far, has been the only president that's finished his term. So we got to fix that.
0: We got to line up, and it's it's not I by. It's a, you
2: know, I think it's, it's a. Shit salad. And 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 <laughs> and I think I'll, I'll explain it to you why I think then the the research you guys went and did and you found that Jacob Zuma is on trial. Yes. So Jacob Zuma went on this trial. Uh There was a rape charge as well at some point, which he won in K in. in, in Before
1: Before, he was president, right, I believe?
2: Before he was the president, right? Yeah. Then about maybe two weeks before the general elections, he still had all these charges that you are seeing today. But the the National Prosecution Authority, which is like our FBI, if you want to really just summarize it, um, they dropped the charges because they found that there was, um, they said there wasn't enough evidence, but there were also recordings they found where people were kind of, working behind the scenes just to get rid of Jacob Zuma or to prevent him from becoming the pre- the president, mm-hmm. right? Which those uh, uh, um, teams are gonna come back now in this trial again. So now all charges were dropped. That was two weeks before he became the president, right? Fast forward, he gets fired or removed as the president. Then the opposition party goes back to court, And then the judge overturns the decision to drop those charges. And now these same charges are coming back again when he's no longer the president. You know, they are fighting him. They're saying he can't use state resources. He's no longer the president. Now he's liable for like half a million dollars of um, legal fees out of the blue. Uh, this is now, now, these charges that you guys are reading about. So these are the same charges that old
1: charges, they're old bribery. Yeah. And-
2: these are the same charges that went away and now they're back, right? Uh, and it's just
0: because he so- doesn't have power anymore that they're back. It's
2: well, now you know, he, he's not in control anymore because yeah. there's you know, there's other people now that are in control of uh the country or whatever resources or institutions, essentially. Um, so. It's interesting that that's the story that you guys sort of saw that it's in the media. Yes. And 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 got your attention. So equally at home there'll be a faction of the ANC that believes, you know, these are charges that are being brought up again just because he's no longer the president. Uh there's people that believe just leave him alone. There's people that think to make an example about corruption in South Africa, he must go to trial, he must go to jail but he's got quite a very interesting and very, very uh, in, uh, interesting mix of a legal team uh definitely one of the top guys in in South Africa uh are representing him but mm-hmm. if you if you go back further you'll also see every time he's on trial, He'll fire the, the lawyers and then the new ones have to catch up. And then you kind of have to. Why well, did follow. he read that
0: too? Or else <laughs> did they fire him recently? Did his lawyers quit? Well, most recently? You know,
2: well, whether he fires them, they fire him. <laughs> <laughs> the destination is the same.
0: Yeah. And so this is all within... The ANC, which is the, um, I forget what it stands for. The name so, so,
2: so now he's an ordinary member of the ANC, but he's in the top structure, let's say the top 90, which is called the NEC, the National Executive Committee of the ANC. So those are the guys that 50-50, they can fire you as the president or they'll take your vote or decide if you must go and be charged with such and such. So that's the 90 people, right? So he's still in that structure. But then every time there's a new president, your your former, you know, sort of uh, loyal, your loyalist will start shifting naturally to the new, uh, wherever the power lies. Sure. So the, new, the new president, then everybody will start, you know, moving that way. That's then how you can end up being charged either in the party or even uh, outside the party structures, but in the country, with the country's institutions, uh, so, so now that's where Jacob Zuma is, right? And then there'll be another, let's say, an opposition or someone can still take court and say, well, the country shouldn't pay for these legal fees because you are no longer the president, or well, you are not the president at the time. Then he's lost that case, so now he's sitting with about six million rands of uh, of legal fees. That's about. Maybe 450000 US dollars legal fees. That's just one case. I mean, right. yeah. the president Jacob Zuma has been in and out of court so I, many times. I do see
1: he's worth $20 million, they estimate online, so he can probably afford it.
2: <laughs> no, the yeah. online stuff yeah. is, is uh, not. you yeah, can't wondering where that it's money comes from. You have to prove where the income came yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, but generally, there's people that are still donating money to him, helping him pay off his house. Uh, you know, taking food and groceries wherever he is. Um, there was an interesting documentary um, called "The Hunt for Gaddafi's Money," which then disappeared about two weeks online. But you know, from that documentary, it's alleged that Muammar Gaddafi left some money in South Africa when, when, when President Jacob Zuma was still the president. And there's kind of like this thing, you know, it's almost like a. Survivor. Uh, we can find it? What was the other thing? Uh, not Survivor. The same producer, Mark Bennett. Um, oh, like a treasure hunt type show. It's almost like a treasure hunt. It's Amazing
1: Race that. or something. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, there's people like.
1: Gaddafi's million. Find Gaddafi's find millions. <laughs> find Gaddafi's
0: <laughs> millions would be a great show.
1: Yeah.
2: So, so there's always all these you know, stories of people that are trying to find Gaddafi's money and you know, gold. He, uh, lots of cash that's Is supposedly in of including Libya itself. Uh I'm sure Gaddafi
1: know? left funny clues. I could just see him making a real game of it. He we could have, have fun we with could it.
2: Make them, we could definitely do like a nice little show.
0: <laughs> make it hilarious. You know? That would be a great show. <laughs> Find <sure>. Gaddafi's millions.
2: <laughs> so 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 then his son currently uh, so for Jacob Zuma to eventually um you know be fired he was then accused of um, allowing a group of an Indian family, the Gupta family, to kind of control government and, and basically take what they want, right? This is all, obviously, we're all watching it on the, in the media, yeah. right? They've never been charged. They've never been arrested. They left. They now live in Dubai. Um, his son was charged with something paraded, handcuffed in chains, never charged, never found guilty, um, they try to charge him with a car accident he had where someone died in a taxi. He was found not guilty. So, so you have all these elements. So the son is quite well off. He's based in Dubai and South Africa. So on the one hand, the son is doing really well, and then on the other hand, you you'll have people that are trying to help Jacob Zuma pay for his legal fees, right? I don't know what's the relationship there. Um, well, it's these people who think he's innocent. He's, and oh there's tons there's tons he, of yeah. people that that believe it's politically motivated yes there's a lot of there's enough people that think that so then now i said we're gonna have to just wait and see what happens with the courts um the case will obviously take forever um yeah. i think he's probably now over he's probably now 79 or if not older so, so now he could be 79 or 77 yeah So, and uh, it's, so now, you know, we're going to go back and forth. So unfortunately, all this means the country is not getting the attention it needs from government. Yeah. The money that the government must spend on the basics, water, infrastructure, roads, schools, education, health. Everybody's busy trying to defend themselves, trying to fight the other guys in the party. So the ANC is sort of at war with itself. Again, you know, it's happened before. And unfortunately, this most of the ANC guys end up in government um, as part of their being in a certain structure and power in the ANC. So, so even if you're working as a mayor or you're working as the governor, what we call the premier, you are still a member of the ANC and now someone is trying to get your ass out and be the ones that are in, right? So, you can barely focus on your job as uh, the mayor of the governor. As soon as you get elected, someone else starts wanting to take your position in the ANC, which will give them the resources and power in government and your position in government. So, it's just been a bit of a fucking yo yo. And we are all tired of it now. We've all been voting sentimentally. It's the ANC, it was the Liberation Party. And, and and but uh, people are getting tired of, of this shit now.
1: Do they control most of the local governments too? You say like mayors and government like is the ANC most of and, them belong and,
2: yeah. to the ANC, yeah, or whichever then party might win like a small election in that region or area. So the Western Cape largely has been um, governed by the opposition party for the past couple of years now. So nationally, the ANC is still the government; they're in power. Then provincially, which you guys call states, the ANC has eight states and the Western Cape belongs, was run by the DA, which is the opposition party, which then a lot of people see it as a white party. Uh, You know, uh, life is good and better. Most white people prefer to live in South Africa. All the rich people and tourists and and investors rather be in in Cape Town. Cape Town. So it's Western Cape
0: yeah and it's so So the africa that's where cape
2: town is that's where cape town is.
1: yeah mate yeah. yeah
0: in the western cape so you have the african national congress i was trying to look up what the anc stands for i remember it. african yeah, 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 yeah. and that's the main party that's the party that won the, the what, that was mandela's ended. party yeah they took it over since so, 1994. and so is that the that party's basically gotten 25 years 26 27 years of grace meaning people say well you you liberate liberate so
2: long yeah. yeah you, you liberated us soul. so
0: we're gonna vote for you but the other parties uh you touched on it briefly but we have the new national party which seems to
2: be which is now currently the democratic alliance ah. which is now running the western cape which includes cape town and was that the party that ran the country during apartheid so the national party was the apartheid government yeah then they Kinda of went to the dry cleaners and had a shower or a swim, and then called themselves the New National Party. Oh, that's not like much of a name change. Just calling it new. Backed it up <laughs> and then called themselves the Democratic Alliance, but that's... really, this is all the same shit. Right, just it's the yeah. right-wing repackaged. party, I guess. Is the is just weird. the same shit repackaged, better? And it's but um, the
1: leader of the party is not a, is the, not white, the right? The that...
2: the leaders have changed through time. They had a black guy. His name is Musi Maimani, fantastic guy. But then a lot of black people thought he's just been used he's a puppet or whatever. And then the, one of the previous leaders currently in the DA, who used to be the leader of the new national party and eventually the DA, came out a few months ago and said the black guy was an experiment. And, and
1: oh, so, so it didn't work. They were seeing it that he gets power using him, and it backfired. It they basically admitted I, they were just I don't using to make the, the it black. It sound
2: like a joke, but it yeah. was a. It was quite ugly in, in social media and, sure. and, and stuff. So he's no, He's not. So, so, a lot of black people rather not vote at all because yeah. they are angry with the ANC than vote for the Democratic Alliance. That That's sense. where we are. That's where we are. Right. Then the other party that's made a big impact is the EFF, Economic Freedom Fighters. Is that like the... Which is led by Very Julius less... Malema. Okay. And what's their so angle? Ju- the... So Julius Malema used to be the president of the ANC Youth League.
1: Oh, the okay. Youth League? Minors. So he came
2: so, up so, through so
0: the African National <laughs> Congress system. He came <laughs> up through the system the and they traded him away.
2: Congress, since he was probably 14, 16 years old. One of his idols, Peter Mukawa used to be a leader of the Youth League at some point. Now, when the ANC suspended Julius Malema for various things, similar to what they're doing now with Jacob Zuma, right? He left the ANC and started his own political party, EFF. But then he literally took all the youth support in terms of their structure. So when the ANC used to get 60%, 61%, 67%, 62% of the election vote, they now got 52% since the EFF, but the EFF ended up with 10% okay. of the national vote, right? So you could say all well, the young guys kind of said, you know what, we out, we're gonna leave, and we're gonna go with uh, the new guy. But it's not, it, it, he, most cases, he becomes a kingmaker. Because if the ANC and the DA are at loggerheads after an election, especially the metros, what we call the metros, the big cities—Pretoria, Cape Town, Johannesburg—you'd find the DA maybe has forty percent, forty-one. The ANC has forty something. Then Julius can decide if the ANC stays in power or the DA comes in, which he's done with a few cities and a few municipalities. Wow. So emerging. he's in that position. He's in that position. Kyle. But he's never. Has
1: he ever turned on the ANC yet? Or he always ends up securing uh, them. He knows
2: all their secrets. He's right. got people that tell him everything they do. Mm. He dishes out their debt all the time. You know, he, so he, he calls them, he calls their, he calls their fool. You know, he, he really just exposes them most times and, and calls it what it is, tells it the way it is when, when they don't. But he, it's almost like he knows more about them. And we find out a lot more about the ANC before the ANC tells us from him. That's great.
0: Is there it, a, um, Generational difference that's exact.
1: I was the exact
0: word on who there people is. vote for because if yeah. you grew up under apartheid, right? You would, you would say you might be like an ANC loyalist no matter right, what, yeah, exactly. But yeah. if you're like 18 years old right now, you might have a different or 20 or 25, maybe a different mindset. I don't you know, know, you, you do the same work?
1: respect for the old so, guard and the and the yeah, you know, so, so within the ANC, right? So you can imagine Jacob Zuma is
2: 79. He became the president, he was 67, 69. And then you had Tabo Mbeki before that. Um, And then Nelson Mandela, when he decided to do one term, I mean, he was already quite old when he became the president, right? So you've got that and you've got this new generation that are in their forties, maybe approaching fifty. that by now we all believe they should now be running things, right? But you almost have a cue with the anc and the old guys that believe they are entitled to be the next president the next deputy president the next minister or governor of a state the next mayor so essentially we are at a point where honestly we, we there's you know if if there's a young guy that's sort of coming up sometimes they'll go out of their way to kind of deal with him if you just don't listen and do as you're told and and wait for your turn right so some of the young guys have fallen away, which is then the ANC does struggle to get new young votes, educated, born post Mandela. And those guys are sort of either not voting at all. Uh, some will look at it, Julius Malema, some will look at the DA. But out of sentiments, the majority of the country is still caught up in, you freed us, you promised me a house, you sure. promised me water. You know, I get a grant of like $20 a month or whatever, $30 a month. Because easily when they campaign, they can say, well, if you vote for the DA, you, they're probably going to do away with the grant. You know, they don't believe in the grant system. So, so, and, and that's also largely a lot of uh, un, un, unemployed, uneducated people to some extent. Uh, so the middle class is, is quite small in South Africa, which are then the guys, there was a time there was a phrase called clever blacks, which when people... That study, that went to varsity, that are working—they are called black diamonds. Your so middle-class black guys, as soon as they voiced their, their, their uh, anything against the ANC, they were they were term clever blacks, and pretty much the ANC would tell them, "Go screw yourself," you know. Mm, that's because a bad term. the majority, the majority of the people will still kind of out of uh, ignorance still vote, or continue voting for the ANC. But the numbers are changing. Every election, they, they are losing. Uh, they're losing uh, votes and there's more and more people that are kind of educated that are doing better. Although COVID has now also come and shed on everything.
1: I mean, before COVID, we were reading that you, it was, South Africa was ranked somewhere as like the most unequal country in the world because you were saying there's very little middle class. Is that, is a fair description of what you're talking about?
2: I mean, I mean, so what happened when Tabunbeki was in power, South Africa became one of the best countries ever, just economically, in terms of uh, investors flocking in, uh, black people doing well. Um, and then when Jacob Zuma went in, he was blatant about black business must succeed, must do better, they must get more business, um, which is then where the Indian family kind of also came in and you know almost abused his power type thing. So a lot of people will will feel like actually there was more progress in terms of more black businesses were doing okay or better or got jobs or he made sure that, you know, transformation is is like a thing. It's not just lip service. Um, And so there's people that will say he was decisive, he made those decisions. And there's people currently that will now say, now we're kind of going backwards. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of black businesses are failing, are going out of business, and and even before COVID, people would say stuff like that, or at least some of the black entrepreneurs would feel like that or felt like that, and are probably feeling worse now. So so now we are almost becoming uh, Nigeria. So if you guys follow or just look into Nigeria a little bit, Nigerians have never expected anything from their government, nothing. Right, so that's why there's a lot of self-made uh, millionaires, billionaires, artists, comedians, oh musicians. Everybody just believes they are on their own and they have to somehow make it. Right, a lot of South Africans now are now going to, you know what? They, I don't think anything. There's nothing. There's anything. This government is going to help me or do for me. Let me find what is it that I can do or that I'm good at. Mind my own business and just continue living my life. That's where yeah. we are kind of hitting it, right? There's still obviously millions and millions of people that believe the ANC still wanna bring them, build them houses and, and bring them water, clean water and bring them electricity. Uh, Cause those are then the stuff you find in manifestos. You know, free education uh, has never really happened in South Africa. Um, and you look at then all the corruption and all the money that's lost um, that you would read about there should not be a single squatter camp or a shack or informal settlement in South Africa. Everybody should be having free education. Um, you know, we should be fairly secure and tourists all over the place, just purely from, if you look at the amount of money that's been stolen, mostly in, in government or by government officials, which some of it is public knowledge. Some are accused, they never go on trial. Some will get accused and then they just quit their job. And then the thing goes away and then they'll show up in another government department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's like it's like a fucking game show. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I want to get I have, I have more questions about your career, about what happened uh, directly after the, the fall of apartheid and when you started comedy and all that stuff. But before that, Kaplan, we have to talk about our podcast network. The world. Uh, David, we're part of the world's smartest podcast network.
1: That's why he, he knew that. That's why he's on this show. Today.
0: <laughs> That's why he joined the show. Yeah, you want to be around the world's smartest people. The brains. other shows listen to the political orphanage uh, with Andrew Heaton, also, Ask a Political Scientist with Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy. All these people are comedians and also talk about interesting stuff. Go to worldsmartestpodcastnetwork.com. And now a word from your local sponsor. All right, we're
2: back. Thank you, sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sponsor. Paying the bills. Uh, so, man, that's some nice sponsors you guys have there. This, <laughs> this guy I is a how, professional like pauser.
0: Well, that was we start. So we have this company that drops in advertisements onto our show. And I didn't realize I I was getting all these New York City advertisements. And I'm like, oh, they must just everyone in the world cares about New York City local ads. And then I went to Vermont on vacation and I was getting Vermont advertisements. We we're yeah, like, oh, these people are. are doing it based off of where you are. We had no idea. It took us like 30
1: episodes, Stephen. Okay, <laughs> maybe,
2: maybe you'll get an ANC advert or uh, uh, for yeah, Bl- Alliance Bl- advert. That would be great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm looking for a Bill tongue ad. I lo- no. We're angling for
0: EFF. <laughs> they sound like that's our kind of listener. <laughs> the,
2: youth, the
1: youth listen to us. Yeah, the, the rebels. They're our very alt-middle. They're us, yes.
0: So a couple of policies, because this concept of coming out like i said at the very beginning coming right. out of apartheid and then boom everything's happy obviously doesn't happen right i mean that wouldn't happen anywhere you can't just snap your finger and everything's great so i looked up a couple of the policies i just wanted to find out um there was a truth and reconciliation commission i think in like 1995. That yeah. Did, from what i could tell the point it was to Kind of get everyone to admit what they had done wrong, and then somehow move forward. Yeah, that it was, was like a
2: monopoly. It was like a monopoly. Get out of jail card.
0: That's what I thought. Like, okay, so all yeah. they literally had to do was admit that what I did was wrong.
2: I won't do it again. And, 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 never do it again. <laughs> and say sorry to the families. Oh. Some of them had to point out the dead bodies. Mm. And and because some families had dead, you know. Have their family members who died, and they had no clue where they went, where they disappeared to. They don't even know if they're still in this country. Yeah. So there was also a bit of, okay, fine, we took your son and we buried him here, and we hanged him and shot him and da 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 da. So some of them, I think one or two people might have went to jail. Yeah. But equally, some of the folks from the previous government, apartheid government, uh, were also like, fuck that, I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah, you could
0: Well, that's what I read is some people admitted what they did wrong and other people just never showed up to their tribunal I mean, and then have- it was fine. They just moved on yeah. with their
2: uh, I, 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 I can't say if stayed home and watched Netflix. There wasn't Netflix there, but there used to be a franchise called Mr. Video. <laughs> <So> yeah.
1: I, <laughs> it's like when I try to ground my children and they just don't listen, and I, I just I forget I it.
2: Think they were like, fuck it, I'm not coming. They rented some Rambo 2, <laughs> Ram- Rambo Marathon, American and Ninja just. And <laughs> the American Ninja 4 and stayed home. <laughs> And then
0: everyone said, "Everyone, oh well, oh shucks. Well, we'll have to try something else. I mean, well, that didn't work. And then everyone just moved on. I mean, it didn't. Well, seem the, from what I read, it didn't seem like this was very effective of a commission. But I, that's what I wanted to ask it, you. It was kind
2: that. of effective, but it was also a bit unfair to some people. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean what uh, kind? A lot of people. A lot of people thought it was very unfair to Winnie Mandela. Uh, who was uh, then married to Nelson Mandela when Nelson Mandela was in prison. And then they separated when Nelson Mandela came out. So a lot of people thought that the the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was very unfair how they treated her. Uh, One of the previous presidents, F.W. de Klerk, I think was one of the people who were like, fuck that, I'm not coming.
0: Yeah, um, hope if the president
1: doesn't come, then why is everyone well, else? <laughs> well, he might have had some issues.
2: Right? I mean, of course yeah, he which, which is then why now there's a debate with some people that will say, you are going after Jacob Zuma, but you allowed the apartheid guy oh, yeah. to just go free and do whatever he wants, you know? Did, but did you he leave the dragging, country? You keep, you keep dragging Jacob. No, 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 he's still he, he stayed around. Yeah, I think he might have passed recently. Just please oh. Google FWD yeah. Uh He might have passed recently. I mean, I, I know F-W, that like F W De, so D-E, De Klerk, space K L E R K.
1: Oh yeah, he was. Uh, he is. I think he's still alive. F, I think yeah. he's still alive. Eighty-five years old, okay. still ticking. Okay,
2: so, yeah. it's possible.
1: Well,
2: well, it's possible. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He won, a, he won a Nobel Peace Prize
1: for agreeing. Ne- his-
2: Nelson Mandela shared. His Nobel Peace Prize with him, I think. Yeah. Just, I mean, I stand to be corrected, but I think um, there was a, I think Nelson Mandela shared his Nobel Peace Prize with him. Yeah. I think so. Because remember, Nelson Mandela also made him, so Nelson Mandela became the president in 94. tabo Mbeki became the first deputy president and then FWD Klerk stayed and became the second deputy president. Oh, so he was still part of the government oh, in the beginning. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, but it was Nelson Mandela extending a hand, you know, like, uh, let's all get along. Um, right. And then at some point, I mean, again, he was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And, and what about
0: bit. the uh, another the other act I read about was the GEAR Act, which was Growth, Employment, and Redistribution in 1996. I guess the idea being so,
2: redistrib- so we are- we are wow. now on. We are now on what's called NDP National Development Program. I think um, just please Google NDP uh, South Africa. But I think so. Now we we went through the gear. We went through as We went. We've uh, we've come up with a few of these things. We just don't finish them.
0: Okay, <laughs> so these are ideas to redistribute wealth to bring, so, like the
1: check you were saying earlier, to give people like a benefit is that what it's what it it's is? ideas Look,
2: yeah. it's ideas
0: it's ideas that <laughs> it's somehow because of stuff we've already talked about All right, what about with it's, you i read you started com did you start in 1998 doing stand-up
2: so 1998 uh october was my was the first time i did stand-up comedy in my life and by then the only stand-up comedy show I had seen was Delirious with Eddie Murphy, because for some reason that tape went around in townships all over the the country. Great. But when I was doing my show, it was the first time I was doing stand-up. Was the first time I was at a stand-up comedy show. Whoa, really? Yeah. So that yeah, was, was your first mentality. time even seeing
0: live stand-up.
2: I, yeah, that I'm was assuming you saw it on TV. Or... October. And besides and... the Eddie Murphy Delirious tape.
0: In 1998, um, four years after Apartheid's end, I read that you were the only, uh, everyone else on the show was white. And there was, is that correct? All so, the other comedians? So
2: commercially, uh, I started with a friend of mine, Gahiso Ledija. We went, we started together. We came up with a comedy sketch show together in Varsity. That saw TV like six years later. We started stand-up comedy together. But commercially, I became, you know, the, the kind of the black guy who was doing stand-up.
1: But the yeah. lineup
2: and, and what you're talking about, the smanoff International Comedy Festival, which is where I met Russell Peters. And that's how I've yeah. been friends with Russell for like 20 years or something. And Ruben Paul, so, did you meet him through Russell. And, and then I met Ruben Paul when he was touring with Russell. So yeah. that, that was 44 comedians, international, South Africans, uh, Jimmy Carr and them. That's where I met Jimmy Carr, Russell, Ross Noble. Then I was... I became like the only Black comedian in that lineup, right?
0: Wow. And
2: then I had free tickets, uh, complimentary tickets to the show, and I was staying in a dorm, in a res. Um, then I gave the tickets I had for one show to my, my mates in, in class. So one night there were 60 Black people, students at the show, which was the first time, honestly, besides like ushers and whatever, and then the following night, I had comms for a separate show. And then the same sort of 60 student guys that I had given comms, then I came back. It was nice. like, the last time they were like black people out watching comedy. Uh, and this is four years. People. I mean, this is exactly. four years after. This is after. four years after Nelson Mandela has been has been the president. Yeah. So so there's been obviously a, a lot of white comedians who've been performing. Mel Miller, Joe Parker. These guys have been going since like. 1950 something, 1960 something. Yeah, they have a history like we do. They have know. a like, history, yeah. Like, but you, but, right. but yeah. Um, so so that went on for like maybe two years, where I was the black guy, uh a friend of mine, kahiso Seppo Mukhal, Ronnie Udimola, and then I started doing a show called Comedy Blackout before Black Sony, which was a lineup of black comics. Brought Pierre, Pierre the comic, uh, Pierre Edwards, uh, um, Willie and Woody uh, with the puppet. uh, Yep. So I brought out all these guys. That's when I first met Dwayne Perkins. So Dwayne was emceeing one of the comedy Blackouts. Uh, So this is now in the 2000s. Okay. um, When I started pretty much now, you know, co-producing my own shows with, with my managers. That went on for about four years. And then I started doing Black Only in nineteen in two thousand and four, two thousand and three, two thousand and four. I yes. did Black Only because now I wanted to do a show for Black people because I, you know, my entire career I was performing to white people. Like, be performing to like four thousand white people, and there'd be like two black people in the audience. That was kind of wow. like my career and the makeup of my career for like two years. And um, and then you know started. Doing comedy blackout and then Black Song from 2004, literally 2018, when I last saw Ruben, we're doing a 10,000 seat uh, in Johannesburg. At the That's dog. what he told me. These are like stadiums. stadiums, music festival venue, you know. 10,000 um, seats. Yeah. So normally we'd do like three, 4,000 people per show, do three shows a year in Joburg, do Cape Town, Devon, maybe two shows. Then I do another festival where I come from, in the Free State Province, which will do like 5,000 people on a Wednesday night. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: That's amazing. And I did and that the audience... for like
2: 10 years. The audience <laughs> largely 90%, 96% Black, still white people, Indian people, colored people. It's almost like the makeup of the country, right? Uh, yeah. Which is fair. So the shows would still be largely in English. But some of the guys would choose to do their they their Zulu, their Peri Language South Sue to here and there. But still largely uh, you know, white people would buy front row seats to come to a black Sony show, you know. Um because progress. they're always first at the ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> white people are good at getting tickets. There you go. go. They thought they're just buying tickets, they were not aware. <laughs> they are buying the first room. So didn't know and then, then you and know, in- a couple of TV shows directed like twenty movies for Mnet, Multi Choice, Mzansi Magic, which is like uh, our cable channel. Except it's it's, it's digital terrestrial DSTV, right? Um, over time, maybe in the past seven to ten years, we've got a movie out on Netflix now called Blitz Patroly, which is like a bad boys rush hour type buddy cop film. Okay. Um, it's called Blitz Patrolli. It's, it's actually in the top five Buddy Cop films to watch on Netflix, including Spencer Confidential number one, yeah. Hot Fuzz, and then Blitz Patrolli at number five. Nice. Amazing. So, Crack the algorithm. So, yeah. So now you can imagine Netflix wants to have a chat. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do another one. Maybe, Money, maybe,
0: Netflix. Maybe yeah.
2: we're talking
0: about it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see.
2: <laughs> amazing
0: so when you're doing these shows in the 90s and the whole the audience is 100% white are they is that because those are the people who knew what that comedy was just was? the
2: makeup of the stand-up comedy uh, industry uh, entertainment in south africa the why, way though? black stand-up comics
0: commission. why like what's
2: the just I is it because is the the people who can afford yeah. the ticket or, I have no idea. So you, you've got people that if they think stand-up comedy, they, I'm their reference, right? Or people that sure. if they became stand-up comics or wanted to be stand-up comics, is because yes. they saw me being a stand-up comic and they thought, fuck, maybe there's something here. So, but I mean, I don't know why. You know, It's just how shit was. Um, and, and It was just seen I,
0: as a white thing, a thing that white people did.
2: Yeah. So... And it's, it's puzzling. I mean, even today, there's still no comedy clubs, by the way, in South Africa. So no, the no, one because- that was premier just tanked liquidation during COVID. Uh, Parker's comedian jive. Joe Parker, fantastic guy, 20 years of making room and space for comedians to perform in South Africa. Unfortunately, this COVID shit has lost everything, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, the Goliaths, uh, these uh, kids had a comedy club slash restaurant. Um, I think it went on for maybe two years or three years. I'm not sure. Eventually, they had to fold it. Uh, Cape Town Comedy Club, another comic, Stuart Taylor, had to fold it, uh, especially with COVID. Fuck me. Here we go. Welcome to South Africa. This is the fucking mm-hmm. country I live in.
0: <laughs> Well, yeah, for anyone who's listening, the, the, the camera's black. We can still hear you, though. Um, so we will see. Go black the Wi-Fi... There we go. Or the camera shut down, I guess.
2: So so let me explain to you what just happened.
1: Yeah, yes. what happened there?
2: So basically, we just had a power cut in South Africa, which is now rolling power cuts that for about two to four hours, there's no electricity. doesn't matter how rich you are, unless you oh build God. a set of sustainable um, independent power system or backup generator, solar power, blah, 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 which is then one of the fuck-ups that we're sitting with uh, today in South Africa, basically. Yeah. So the generators might kick in at some places, at some office parks. But um, yeah, the lights, for uh, anyone listening, dark. the lights totally just, dark. The lights yeah.
0: just went out. You're in an office somewhere. You're Obviously, your phone still works, so we're talking to you. But so um, it's using, not plugged
2: in. I'm using my, um, my phone data now. I was on Wi Fi. The backup generator here just sort of came on. But it's uh, you know these are now some of the shit that everybody's just like uh, this is where we've come. So from the Nelson Mandela Dream to all the Asgisa's and Gear projects and NDP, there's actually not enough power in South Africa, and they've said there won't be for the next five years.
1: Wow! There's not enough power in general, just to-
2: intermittent. Yeah. So you get it, you lose it for four hours a day. Uh, it's hours. winter now in South Africa, so a fact, I had to go buy wood and take it to my house. So oh, my wow. system need fire to oh keep gosh. warm.
1: And then uh, the Wi-Fi is you're saying the, the, the So the, the Wi-Fi goes down. Out. And, so yeah. the
2: towers need electricity, the cell phone towers, even if you've got your own backup system at home, the towers in the street are only gonna be alive for so long. And because the, the power cut goes on for way too long in terms of even their backup backup is gonna fuck out eventually
0: yeah all right well we'll get you out of here though last thing i want to ask about is it seems moving i mean this must have been this like amazing uh, point of pride for you to bring two different cultures together comedically whether it's you know you performing to white people but then also introducing uh the the black audiences to stand-up comedy yeah what was that like in the '90s, as you, late '90s, yeah. as you're going through it, and especially, are you stepping into land that used to only be for white people, and now you can perform? Yeah, on so it? it's
2: all of that. I mean, where we live, with white, black people were never allowed to live in the suburbs, in, in the fancy places. Um, so all these changes kind of came about. So my wife is half Greek. My wife's dad is Greek. Her mom is Zulu. Okay, they okay. moved and lived in Swaziland because in South Africa, they would have been arrested, being in a, in a relationship together. Then they moved back after Nelson Mandela became the president. Right. Wow. So So, you know, then now you've got all that shit that's still happening. But largely, the majority of black people are still in the places that they were forced to move in. Their lands were taken and, you know, they were put in really shitty circumstances and places, which was like another experiment that you put them in a small space, don't kill them, pile them with alcohol and drugs, and they'll kind of explode amongst themselves. So apartheid was also very um, cleverly executed. Ferfurt, uh, the guy who came up with it, um, studied Hitler and then kind of took out all of his mistakes. Which one of them Jeez. was killing people or? Right, took off the killing part. He took off the killing part because that's what brought Hitler all the bullshit attention that he didn't need and virtually sort of his demise, right? So Fairfoot kind of studied, okay, this is how I'm going to approach this. This is what I'm going to do. So essentially, then you had Black people fighting amongst themselves, fighting over space, you know, fighting over minimal resources that are available, which to some extent you still have a little bit of that happening now, especially in business and, and young black guys trying to get into business. Yeah. Because I mean, the economy is still largely owned. Ninety six percent I think on the stock exchange is still owned by white people. Wow.
0: And white people are seven percent of the country or something like that? Nah, yes. there's oh, much,
2: no. much more. Much more than oh that. it is more. Yeah, I mean look, maybe twenty percent is then a mix of uh, white people, Indian people, yes. colored people, maybe even more. Got it.
1: Every white yeah. South African I've known is oh, they, first of all, they always make it seem like they had nothing. Their family had nothing to do with apartheid. <laughs> their apologies come so quickly. Of course, I was against it, but then a lot. I mean, I I, I knew a lot who would say like, in, yeah, in the in the decades. Nice.
2: There's some yeah, nice there's, white people. I mean, South they're nice. There.
1: there, of course, it wasn't there. They just yeah. But a lot some of them, of them are, I would
2: are a bit ignorant because they think they had to be there physically and they don't have. Yeah. Or their grandfather the changes, was a nice guy. They can't the picture him possibly the difference they could be making right now, right?
1: Yeah. So everybody's
2: grappling with what they have and what do they share? What don't they share? What do they hold on to? Then some are afraid that we're trying to take their shit or steal their shit or kill them. So it's all a misconception and just the. Another shit salad that we just need to sit down and talk, you know, Get through it. and understand yeah, each other.
1: That's what I was gonna say because I've heard people say like, "Oh, it's re- there's so much crime." Then yeah, so it's I like, was like, "Well, gonna... what do you expect would happen? Like, you, cr- yeah. you, know, you can't just like it, it's not gonna be smooth if you treat people this way for
2: so long." And then, yeah, you know, man, it's yeah, taking yeah, us it back quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so, so you could say, with people thought it would be an easy fix. I guess ANC thought it would be an easy mm. fix. But now everybody's kind of like going, actually, fuck, it's not easy. But then this is now 27 years later when everyone is like, well, you've had all this time, you've caused this other damage and bullshit and corruption. And it's it's really a mixed bag. It's a, it's a mixed feelings as well, a lot, because we are like, okay, we're not going to vote for the ANC, then who are you going to vote for? So it's just going to have right. people staying away during yeah. the elections. And just not voting anyone else because they don't trust anyone else. They don't trust the DA who's seen as largely fucking, they could fucking ring a bell and set the alarm and just bring back a party, you know? Yeah. If if you now give them back that political power and and the office and the government institutions. So there's also that paranoia versus actually this white guy is fucking good at what he does. Let's just let him run the fucking so it's uh, we we're gonna <laughs> we, we'll we are having our own COVID within COVID, you know. <laughs> yeah. Within a pandemic.
1: it seems like you need a new generation, like a post, like the ANC. They came from the apartheid generation. They fought it, but you seem like they need like EFF. a younger, a younger turn Turners an E F F so, man. So
2: a lot of white <laughs> people believe that E F F is literally going to eat them and take their land and rape them. Mm and oh. shoot them and kill them and take their money. and, and Probably against and, that, and, I guess. A lot of that. white people believe that. A lot of influential white people believe that.
0: Right. Which so that's more yet. extreme. It's seen as a more extreme party, maybe?
2: So, so they keep trying to fix who they think is the better ANC in their minds. Right. And then they also have the option of, you know what? Our, our white guys are doing well. They're running this thing very well. So... Will support them, but then they're also trying not to look like they're just doing it. Mm-hmm. As they are white guys, you know. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Those white guys. Yeah. So what? What about for you? What's the uh, is, is? Is there touring? <clears throat> Does you see touring coming up soon? Or are you still waiting out all the COVID stuff?
2: Man, I did a show for 90 people last Thursday. I'm doing it again this Thursday, but that's the most people we can have in a venue. Yeah, and the levels just actually went backwards where we could have 200 people. So technically, I haven't worked in like 14 to 16 months mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I haven't done stand up comedy did some stuff I, online you know some endorsements based on got to, social media following
0: how did that um, feel the night, the show a couple weeks ago because I just got back on so stage 3 yeah. or 4 weeks ago Look, it felt great because
2: you know when you're in stand up uh, for me having done like 4,000, 10,000 people mm-hmm. um, you know I've taught with Russell Peters where you do like 6,000 people in a show and you do like four shows, you yeah. know? So for me, the number thing, it's like, yeah, sure. You make the money, but I think most comedians will agree. You always have more fun with a smaller audience,
1: right? Sure. Yeah. It's more I really play small and, audiences,
2: et <laughs> So, but it, you know, I can't definitely, I'm not doing it for the money. It's never going to happen. So for me, it's going to be maybe another year or a few months, if not more. Uh, but isn't it weird for South Africa to get back to, to those numbers?
0: I found that just getting on stage, my, I've been writing for the past year, so my writing is fine, but there was definitely, I would finish the set and be like, man, there's some mechanics that I need. To, I took 14 months off, right? Yes. And I started again three
2: or four weeks ago, and I'm like, yeah. this is
0: going to take, it's going to take a, a month or two to get back into it, of performing a lot.
2: So, yeah. So for me, in this past 16 months, This was maybe the fourth or fifth time I was on stage. Yeah,
0: that was about me. And uh,
2: Mm -hmm. so literally, you know, I'm I'm currently at an office block, like I said, where I'm working with some guys, we're looking at um, startups, we're looking at how do we make internet access affordable and accessible to black people, people in the rural areas, make it cheaper. Um, I'm trying to help raise money for a few startups as well, just based on my influence and people I know around the world and South Africa. Uh, you know, one or two things might happen with Netflix. Um, but for me, I've always, I mean, I've ran a filament production company. i have had a modeling agency. So I've always looked for things that can be businesses outside of me having to show up or outside of me being a stand-up comics so I'm just doing more of that and then now and then I'll be like ah fuck I've got this zoom thing now I must be a comedian and talk to comics when I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been in a comedy club in like 14 months or six months totally. uh you know during the pandemic I did a thing on YouTube every night for six days a week for like two months and then one day I was like fuck it eh? this hundred views i'm not even making money i don't see my kids i don't see my wives
0: yeah um
2: you know then i stop, and then i'll just go back to doing whatever else that i i, I think at that time is kind of you know um inspiring me and and it's kind of obvious so if you look at the power cut that we're literally in the middle of um i met today with a guy who's uh trying to who's into lng which is a uh, liquid nitrogen gas so he's trying to then get that into modes of transport to replace diesel to replace uh coal if you if you talk of energy so i'm gonna sit with him and then i'll say okay sharp how do we package your business or you and how do we sell your business so i'm doing a lot of advisory as well just based on Taking some startups and letting people know actually this thing exists, this is what they're about, which yeah. I've done with comedians uh, in, in the past, you know, with actors, with DJs that I used to manage. Uh, so a lot of strategizing: what's the next best thing in the world? How do we get from here to there? Uh, you know, what's always going to work? And obviously, Africa for me, I think that's where the money is. You know, the continent beyond South Africa, way beyond South Africa. So, I'd rather even start touring in Africa than do more 4,000 and 10,000 people in South Africa. You sure. know, I do that because the people are there and people love me and I, I wouldn't be where I am without them. But I'm more curious in doing 100 people, 200 people in Uganda, in Kenya, in Ghana, in Nigeria, in Rwanda. So, as the country and the continent opens up, you know, my, my next I'm I'm getting on a maybe not a boat, but I'm I'm getting on a plane to into <laughs> Africa. Africa. Maybe not a boat. I think the boat The boat's
1: a bad idea.
2: Well. I'm looking at the geography. Boat, the you're boat not getting... didn't end well.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: the boat. No, that's not the best plan. The plane. The plane. The plane. Plane. Or the train. car. Anything but the boat. <laughs> so, and then you're getting internet to the rest of the country. I mean, these are way more important things than stand up.
2: Is it? I'm Is trying. It more important. I'm internet? trying. Um, so, you know, whatever gets people communicating and talking and then consuming whatever they should be trying to do, you and I are sure. online and- on their phones. So that's, that's one part of it. The whole lot of infrastructure that's yeah. fucked. You know, rail infrastructure is not working. Water is not working properly. Electricity is not working properly. But for me, you know, whatever bit of money I will make, I'm gonna take it and go fucking make some stupid movie that might not give me my money back. Yeah. Or go and do more shows and bring Ruben and and do more shows and then I make a loss. And then but as long as I'm I'm I've got something else that's gonna take care of my wife and kids and my family and, and friends, then I'm fine, you know.
1: That's it. Then, well thank you. We'll, we'll the people need power money. for podcasts. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> more Wi-Fi so they have more podcast listeners <laughs>
0: David Kau everybody I, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it at least a little closer fine. this time David Kau is fine don't worry about it thank Kau. you David thank yeah. you so much for doing the show man Pleasure, everybody man. check him out online shout out check to out his Ruben,
2: video. shout out to Russell Peters yeah. shout out to Dwayne uh, you know all my peeps out there. And pleasure meeting you guys and chatting to you. Maybe we'll see each other in New York, or you guys will come to Africa.
1: We would love. I have to come to South Africa to if I get back. I think again,
2: that's ship no. has for you. I think we should forget <laughs> about. We should forget about that woman. Yeah. Are <laughs> you coming uh, to New York now, let's so. Hang out
0: in New York, man. Come to New York. We'll be in South <laughs> Africa. David Cow. That's it. Kaplan. What should we do? We should uh,
1: shout out. I guess. What do we do? We get lost. Get, get lost.
0: lost. <laughs>